JDF Amplified, building community through amplifying the voices and vision of innovative educational leaders, practitioners, and learners from around South Africa. The Jace Cadwell Fellowship helps develop expert teachers, educational leaders, and social entrepreneurs. We are looking for candidate fellows who want to be at the forefront of solving educational challenges and improve schools in South Africa. We do this by providing a full university scholarship for PGCE at one of our six partner universities. That covers fees, residence, textbooks, and so forth. We provide extensive mentoring and leadership development opportunities for top learners that we hope will become South Africa's top teachers. We do this through holistic development and the aid of a program officer who walks alongside you through your development journey. Once you become a newly qualified teacher, you have a teacher coach who ensures you are well equipped in the classroom. If you are an individual who either believes you could benefit or can identify someone who could benefit from a PGCE scholarship, I would like to encourage you to go to the jgfellowship.org website and nominate yourself or someone you know who would make a change in our education system. You could also take our eligibility quiz to check if you qualify for an application to JGF. You can also follow us on YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook to see what we are up to. We hope to see your application come in as your first step to impacting South Africa's education system. And welcome to the JGF Amplified podcast, Jake Schauvel's premier podcast. I am Mata Butladi. And for the first time on this here platform, of course, I always say every week on our podcast, and simply meaning I do not walk alone. Today, that is amplified to the max because we have a live audience with us today. No, Ndite, we have a live studio audience at Summit Connected 2022. So it is a real pleasure to have conversations with expert teachers, with people who are influencing incredibly the education space in our country. I do want to extend on behalf of the MEC, Dr. Tate Mahwe. He cannot be here today. He is on medical leave. And in that vein, I would like for us as a community to acknowledge the passing of stalwart uh, Jesse Duarte, who was an ANC activist who served the state for many, many, many years. We heard news this morning of her passing. see to friends and families and those who are impacted by her work in the country. So, Namplange, we want to use this opportunity to have conversation about what it means to hold a legacy. Our CEO yesterday at our fireworks celebration, the graduation of our newly qualified 
by teachers, our first cohort, uh, mentioned that the theme of the year is which loosely means the year of rooting, grounding, shaping, molding. And as an organization, as a fellowship, we are largely molded by the legacy of Professor Jakes Chavel. Like many individuals in this organization, like many people in the room, we saw an opportunity to further what it is that we are called to do in the world. You being an expert teacher, you being a nurturer of, of expert teachers, but there seems to be a disconnect at times of who this person is, whose name we wear on our merchandise, whose name we use to identify ourselves. And because we are molding and shaping, we want to be more deliberate in yield and leaning rather into this name and understanding the gravity, the implication, and the potential of carrying the name Jigs Chaval. I'm not walking alone. With us, we have three incredible guests will be helping us unpack this conversation and please as an audience do have your muscles going in terms of thinking and engaging critically with this year conversation because we will be engaging you as well i will start with og rockstar the GOAT. Um, in 2017, what we understand as this organization, uh, one of our founding members is with us today, activist, writer, feminist. She is the head of our graduate teaching fellowship. People know her as the person with the exceptional tie. Uh, we just know her as the OG. Help me welcome Carla Watson. Founder of Burger Education, a platform, a company that deliberately excavates the potential, the entrepreneurial potential of young people in this country. This individual uh, graduated cum laude, BA Law. He mentions that primarily he wants to be known as an English teacher. And because we are engaging this bizarre varsity war, I must make mention that he comes from the University of Pretoria, Bernard van der Berg. The face, the mind, the hands behind Boitumelo Diale branding. She is a teacher of accounting, a St. Susie girls in Cape Town. She believes that her work is directed towards helping learners access their potential. Do I need to mention that she, she's a three-time graduate of a university that sits idly on a hill? <laughs> Idly on a hill, the University of Cape Town. She is. <laughs> she is also part of our newly qualified teachers cohort of 2022. So, Carla, I will kick off with you. 
right? So we have, for many gatherings, talked about this organization starting in 2017. Anecdotally, the first summit had 30, 20 individuals, then 35. Now we had 173, if not 180. But I'm most curious in understanding, out of all the names that exist in this very rich country of ours, why do we name our fellowship, our organization, after Professor Jake Schauvel? Thank you, Matabo. Uh, it is not an easy decision to name an idea behind a person. But what the Gerval family, as we need to recognize that it's not just an individual that we work with, but the families that, that, that surround one person's idea and belief system, was particularly unique for, the, for, for what we believed teaching to be about. So Professor Jake Scavell was a very quiet-spoken person. You heard that from Jonathan last night, but yet managed to transform many aspects of South Africa in a very humble and quiet and, and almost deeply felt way rather than deeply seen. And there's a lot of uh, overlap to what the role of a teacher can be in that space. A teacher, in my words, is more of a community leader than it is simply pedagogical or working in a four, four walls with tomorrow inside. But rather, the Herval family and the, the person Jake Herval embodied a belief system about making significant change under the trust of Nelson Mandela to be able to drive change quietly but with intention. And when we, when we founded JGF, uh, well, when we founded this idea that then became the Jake Scavell Fellowship, it was also with, in line with the legacy of the Alan Gray family as well. So in a curious, bizarre situation, so most scholarships and fellowships deal with one family and one legacy, whereas with us, we, we hold two, with the Alan, Gray, Alan and Joel Gray family and, and with the Jake Scavell family. But again, the visions and, the, and, and, the, and the, the overlap of intention behind both families is quiet but significant. And uh, one of the major takeaways a close friend uh, just recently sent to me is transformation happens when you invite the whole family of the individual to be able to make change. Yes, we've graduated 40 people last night, but we've graduated 40 families making mm. change in South Africa in, 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 in their communities and in their purpose. For a more concrete, factual reason, as to, you know, part of the name of, of, of Professor Jake Scavell, is that he was the first uh, board, a uh, chairperson of the Alan Gray Orbit Foundation Board. And as a person of color, as a leader in time, that there was no space for them to take up. It was quite significant to honor his legacy as his role in the Alan, Gray, Alan and Jill Gray family, but also his quiet but intentional purpose in the education industry. And as we know, or let me just remind us all, he was a high school teacher at Grassy Park High in the Western Cape, where you can be many, many things, but, but the role of the teacher is significant. And for one, those are some of the reasons for us carrying his name. I get from what it is that you're saying that the, the decision to use his name rests on character. Right, because a lot of the times, and I even want you, to, I actually want to invite you to a short exercise as we engage this conversation. If you were to leave a legacy and individuals wear your name, right? People wear your name as Shirley Retief, people wear your name as Liam Dagmore, as Jaden Yordan, as Achisang Dikhang, who do you want? 
to wear your name? And what kind of characteristics does this person hold that echo who you are and what you're about? So a lot of what it is that we carry is character more than it is accomplishment. It is character over and above uh, status is what she's saying, Carla. Absolutely, Matabo. And one of the tensions we hold as, as a founding organization is how public do we go? How, how much do we put the character of Jake's Cavill in the public eye? And, and of course, we work closely with the family who unfortunately couldn't make this massive event this week, and we, of course, they were invited to attend. But how, how much do we push our, the character of Jake's to the front when he himself was quite a reserved person? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure many folks who, who have come and seen this connected and this big flashing lights and whatnot, it's a bit of a difference to the culture of JGF. We quietly get on with what we do. We select you. We make you... I mean, everybody knows how long it takes to become a Jake's Cable Candidate Fellow. But the intention there is quiet. The intention there is individualized. It's inclusive and, and deeply held. And, and part of what we struggle with, uh, to be honest, is how, how widely do we take the Jake's Havel character, or Prof, rather, Prof Havel here. And I have an invitation, of course, to our candidate fellows who are, who are driven by innovation, entrepreneurial thinking, and all the wonderful um, competencies that you are here with us based on, is how do we solve that problem? Or how do we solve that situation of holding the, the personality and the respect of Professor Jake's Havel and his character, but also we have a message to share. Yeah. We have a, we, we're getting something right here, and, and it is our responsibility to take it further, South Africa, beyond. And I do invite the very minds around us, because we don't do this alone, to look at that situation of how we can expand on what we're doing, but still remain respectful to the character of, of the person we carry, the man that we carry. And my question is, is it necessarily a problem in sure. the sense that we are pushing forward someone's character, but it's someone's character in in fellowship with who we are as people, right? So we are pushing in various senses our own interests as individuals, our own purpose, and we're finding alignment with with what it is Professor Chaval stood for. So it's that kind of dance that we are, it's an intersectional conversation in many senses, intersectional in terms of our personal characters as individuals, in tandem with the very reserved, effective character of Jake Chaval. And it speaks to community, because that's what he's about, right? So all of this flashing lights, this rock star energy, is very much also in conversation with who he was and his rock star impact um, in, in the world. Bernard, I want to move to you and talk about this concept of legacies and crisis, right? Um, we see various legacies being, being put in the forefront, but more than anything, these legacies are deeply, at times, deeply commodified, that we forget the essence of the individual whose name we see. What is your wish a, for how it is as a community we carry this legacy, and B, just give me ideas around what you think about this whole concept of the commodification of legacy. I think it's a very difficult line to straddle um, because at one point we want to market, we want to get the Jake's Carroll name out there, we want to get our ideas out there, but then on the other one, how true are we remaining to that legacy? How true are we remaining to the voice and to the actions of this man that we're kind of trying to uphold and the thing that inspires us at the end of the day? And I think it's kind of looking at that dichotomy and kind of those two almost opposing forces and asking ourselves, but how do we do both of these things at the same time when seemingly they are going against one another? And 
I think very much what comes out of that is, yes, it's important for us to grow. I mean, when I started here, there were 40 of us. Look at everyone in front of me now. I mean, this is important. And I think that it's very important to kind of, as we move along, to realize that the vision and the mission and everything that we kind of speak to and that we claim we want to do, that changes. And it's kind of Julian's concept of times 10. Yes, there was Jake Scharwell, and yes, he did make this impact, and he made this massive impact. But imagine what we can do with a room full of 180 Jake Scharwells, with people like we said, like Jaden and Kendall and April, and just imagine what a massive impact we can make. So yes, there is this commodification at the end of the day, but it is something that we need to kind of use in order to be able to grow and to get the right people into this community. But then the important thing is, it's not to say you are an expert teacher. It's not just to say you're an entrepreneurial leader. It's not just to say you're a leader in education. You have to actually go and do it. Like Carla said earlier, it's not just about speaking about it. Jake Tchadwell, he was silent. And it's more his action that spoke. So that's what we need to do in order to kind of use the commodification but then at the end of the day, still live up to that vision and mission that Jake Scharwell inspired. We need to act. And through action is how we will make a change and how we will be true to that vision and to what this legacy stands for at the end of the day. Do you think, Bernard, that this is not an invitation for us to think about the ethics of using someone's name. And I mean, we don't know the conversations that are happening with other legacy institutions. And if you are watching, we'd absolutely love to be in conversation with you as we outline and investigate how ethics look like in a time where we can't escape the commodification of anything. We're in a capitalistic system. We're not going to be naive about that. But do you think it's an invitation for us to actually think as an organization how do we use this name ethically and establish how those ethics look like? I think that, especially with regards to ethics, and I think commodification is very much a Western idea and something that kind of stems from that capitalist Western society. So it's very important to recontextualize what commodification is for us and how we can kind of commodify in a purely South African kind of way in an African kind of way, in a decolonial kind of way. And I think that means engaging with this legacy in ways that isn't merely using the name on sweatshirts. It's not merely just having the branding around us. It's about internalizing those ideas. It's about building a community around those ideas. It isn't just a name, it's a community. We are the Jake Scharwell Fellowship. And a fellowship is far more than a scholarship and it's far more than just simply an idea. We have grown beyond just a simple idea. And I think that's the kind of key way of us to begin those conversations around whether it's ethical, is asking ourselves, how are we engaging with this name? What are we doing? And what is our relationship with Jake Scharwell? It isn't just good enough to necessarily say that, well, yes, this name has given me all of this, but what am I kind of giving back to this name? I think that is a really crucial question to start asking ourselves, especially when we're kind of discussing the ethics around why it is that we are here. Yes, Jake Scharwell has given us all of this, but what are we giving back to the legacy? What is our impact in the legacy? 
What are we adding to the community? In that vein, Bernard, I want to call Buitumel in this, in this conversation. I find quite interesting your concept of commodifying in an African way. I'm just like, hmm, as a concept. <laughs> let's unpack here. Let's unpack. Let's unpack. Buitumel, um, I want to ask you, you are steeped in, 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 the, in the social media space, in the digital space, uh, the digital economy. For you, when we speak about what Bernard uh, uh, just proposed as internalizing the legacy, how does that look like for you in your space and for you as an individual and also pose a, a challenge or a call to action to, to your peers here this morning? Thank you so much, Matabo. I love the fact that you want me to internalize it. And I firstly, I'm happy that we're having this conversation because five years into being with Jake's, mm. uh, I think it's very, very important that we have this conversation. And when I sit alone, I think about it. I like to think about it in three parts. I think about JGF as a fellowship and organization. I think about Prof. Jake's Travel and myself, a candidate fellow, now a fellow. Now, let me elaborate further on what I mean by that. I think we can preserve our legacy, uh, the legacy in two words, through servant leadership. Now, let me expand on that. Yesterday, the CEO spoke about how JGF is vision in action. Now, J JGF is a solution to the educational crisis that we're facing. It was named after Prof. Jake Schevel. Who is he? An activist? A patron? He is an anti-apartheid activist, yes, and he, he is an academic. He's a teacher. How do I relate to him? Through his works in different fields. He was a leader. He was a teacher activist, he infiltrated different areas. And I see myself in him, not through physique, because we were told by Prof. Janssen that he's a very, he was a very small man. But you can see not so small. Right? <laughs> so, so I may not be like him in terms of physique, in terms of appearance, but I see myself in him through the values that we both believe in, and one of them being servant leadership. Now, what is that? Servant leadership basically speaks about how leadership is an opportunity to serve. It's not just about you. And I want to speak on that because we recognize that we are doing it for ourselves. We want to have bread and butter, but there's a bigger purpose. And that's something that Prof. Janssen spoke about, about uh, Prof. Jakes, when he said his, his, his impact, his enduring impact, it was long-lasting. So for me, it's all about recognizing that our success, Matabo, will be seen through, we will measure our success through growth and development. And what does that look like? It's not enough to just be an experienced teacher. You need to be an expert teacher. And how is Jake Schavel, the fellowship, helping us? We had a session yesterday about an elective that year D's and E's, I don't know if I'm even calling it right, that year D's and E's are going to do. And it's going to help us not just be experienced, but also become expert teachers and not in a short period of time. So we're trying to get where we want to go in a shorter period of time. So for me, it's all about being a servant leader. And in, in my own world, it's all about branding. I believe that uh, you need to understand who you're affiliated with and understand that as a Jake's Havel fellow, you are a brand ambassador. So if you are gonna wear the merch, be very sure that the spaces that you occupy, the spaces that you set foot in, you, what you say, it's not even about how you say it, it's not about the accent, it's not about how you speak, it's about what comes out of your mouth. Are you representing the fellowship well? 
how you dress, how you walk, how you talk. At San Suset, President, I'm the only one. When Monaka came for her teaching practice, I was happy. When Ustiposetu came, I was happy. And when we said we're from Jake's Hevel, we, we, we didn't even shy away. We spoke with courage because we knew what we stood for. We knew who's backing us. But we need to give back, like Bernard is saying. We need to give back. And like Carla said, they were very intentional about choosing that name. It is our duty now to basically say, you did right by choosing Prof. Jake Smith because he did not die, he multiplied. Thank you so much, Guitumelo. And in very practical and institutional ways, and by institutional, Carla, I lean to you. We have a progression model, and all of us want us to, to, to note what they are. So your A is? Ambition. ambition. Your B is? Both. Your C is? Courage. Your D is? Direction. And your E is? Empowered. So all of these characteristics that are embedded in the progression model, Carla, I feel like what Buidumelo is saying is that there's a kind of intentionality that also needs to lean into the character of who Jake Schavel is, because was he not an ambitious individual to go to the University of um, um, Western Cape and say, this is a left organized, this is a left university. B, building from the ground up um, classrooms and, and his community. Uh, Prof Janssen speaks about the fact that he comes from an unknown place and from there he did build. Did it not take courage as a person of color? to sit in board meetings with individuals who do not look like you and have a voice and have an impact and stand your stance? Do you know what I mean? I think there is an incredible alignment that is happening in ways that we're not even aware of and that we should be intentional about. So Carla, what are your thoughts around perhaps being more intentional around our progression model, making sure when we see a year A, we do in the actions see someone who's ambitious. In your B, through the actions, we see someone who's building. Your C, someone who has courage. What are your thoughts around that? Sure. I have a number of thoughts, but, but my main one is I was uh, reflecting earlier, walking to breakfast very quickly because I was late, to talking with two candid fellows who were saying about how beautiful last night was, mm. how there was a sense of aspiration to want to themselves walk across the stage uh, fulfilling a commitment to the Jake Scavel Fellowship. And they also reflected that um, some people have walked across the university stage three times, and yet last night's walking across the stage meant so much more. Mm. And that things like that don't just happen. You don't just, you don't just find or wake up one morning knowing what you want to do with your life or having a clear picture of how you're going to spend your time or waking up going, these are my pronouns or this is how I want to take up space. It is a detailed, intentional, reflective process. And one of, while walking to breakfast, one of the candid fellows said something along the lines, and I may be paraphrasing, oh, those reflective tasks make sense now. Mm. Oh, when I had so much work to do at university and I still managed to submit that reflective task, I get it now why it's so important. Nothing at JGF is done for fun in terms of the organization or the programmatic design. As a teacher, and many of us are teachers at JGF, when you ask your class or your student to do anything, it's never a waste of time. There's always a full circle or a link as to why or the intention behind it. And year A, B, C, D, E, and the focuses of each year, you know, as it stands now in our current model, 
does not just happen. Jake Scavell, uh, Prof. Scavell rather, if we, if we lean on the, the, the StrengthsFinder profile, right, I'm pretty sure, and, and I mean, you can quote me on this and I'm happy to be wrong, one of his strong strengths were likely connectedness. Now, connectedness isn't a systematic approach to things. It is the full circle, it's the gut feel, it's the intention that you, you carry, and it kind of just comes together at some point. What JGF has done as a team and as an organization is to bring together the sense of connectedness, but also to be quite intentional. So we don't want to prescribe too much in your program, but you have to have a sense of direction. Mm. You have to have a bit of ambition. We push you to say, come and do your CV, even though you're not even thinking about work yet. Or we push you to do be innovator, uh, an innovation project in the ESC project. And you might be like, I'm not an entrepreneur. We're saying that's not what we're interested in. We're pushing you into the space for the intentionality to see what happens. And I believe uh, Prof. Jake Scavell had a similar approach. I don't quite know what post-apartheid South Africa is going to look like. I don't quite know what the society is going to hold other people as or, or as they take up space. But I'm pretty sure I have direction. I am courageous. I'm going to build and I'm going to be overly ambitious and then at some point pretty fearless to be able to drive change in South Africa. And then as proper teachers, we hold the space, and JGF holds the space for candidate fellows, stakeholders, any speaker that's invited, anyone who's gaining access to the work that we do, so that we hold it and allow you to step in and step up. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, I've never met Jake Scavell, unfortunately, but I'm pretty sure that is the ideology of an activist, that is the ideology of a, of, of a strategist when they are unhappy with things that are happening. And and, and you say commodifying and, and, and some challenges around the, the capitalist context. I think it's the way to go. I think it, it makes it's, it's, more, it's low hanging fruit to be able to drive change quicker yeah. before we kind of uh, think a bit more systemically and a bit larger. I want to open questions to anyone uh, with us today who has a question or a, a comment really around what it is that we are talking about this here morning. Is there anyone in the room who would like to take the space to ask a question or are we in deep thought and contemplation about what it is that we were talking about today? Um, good morning, everyone. I'm Wandia Jamini. My pronouns are they, them. The, the thing that I'm ruminating about, so there's no question, it's, it's a thought is this idea of commodification and how do we do that in a decolonized way? Is that possible? Um, so essentially the, the comment that, that, that we brought up earlier. And I think it's not possible. Um, my argument, which is not fully developed, is mm -hmm. that commodification is inherently a part of the capitalist consumerist like convention. Yeah. Uh, I'm deeply anti-capitalist. Mm. Um, and I'm deeply anti-capitalist because it is part of the capitalist logics within our schools that allows for children to be seen as discardable, that we, we only value a certain kind of learner who performs in a certain kind of way based on the certain kind of intellection that our schools prioritize mm. and sees those who do not behave and who do not conform to that as like throwawayable, mm. which is, which as is quite... As other, which is quite upsetting if we believe education for all. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I think I, I think I disagree with where we we started to conclude that inherently 
commodification is part of capitalism. Yeah. And capitalism is a system of exclusion in the favor of someone winning over someone else. And the, the future that I imagine is where we all win. It's possible. There's money in the world. We can distribute that money equally and fairly. It's just about committing to that, that bright future. Wandile speaking quite deeply about the system that we are living in, that we exist in, that we're in conversation with. And I think in conjunction to what it is that you proposed, I invite the House at Large to further have thoughts. Please share your thinkings on JGF platforms. Hashtag connected is a social media hashtag. Thank you so much to everyone who is in the room today. We at the Jake Scavel Fellowship offer a full university scholarship providing extensive mentoring and leadership development for top learners who have a passion for teaching and education. We nurture expert teachers who embrace innovation and can lead the kind of change our education system needs. We aim to make the strongest possible case and provide the greatest possible support for our best students to become our best teachers. This initiative was inspired by the observation that South Africa's education system, amongst its other many challenges, is curtailed by the weak underlying quality of its teaching staff. Our aim is to contribute towards a solution which will provide the quality of South Africa's teachers for betterment of the education system and learning outcomes. We want to partner with like-minded and equally inspired organizations, businesses and individuals. How, you ask? You may fund the university costs towards a group of candidate fellows. For more details on this approach, please send an email to info at jgfellowship.org. That is info at jgfellowship.org.